It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 77 of season 2 and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. I hope everyone enjoyed their short four-day work week. Today we bring you an episode from that great classic comedy radio show, Old Gold Comedy Theater. It was named as such for its sponsor, Old Gold Cigarettes, and was a program that followed in the footsteps of other shows that adapted stories from movies and plays into a radio format, such as Academy Award Theater, Screen Guild Theater, and of course Lux Radio Theater. By capitalizing on already well-known movies, the show was practically guaranteed a wide listening audience. Listeners who couldn't see the movies themselves, due to not being close to a movie theater, got a chance to experience the films, usually performed by the actual movie actors themselves. And of course, the shows were an excellent way of advertising the movies. Old Gold Comedy Theater was hosted by former silent film star Harold Lloyd, who also participated in the Play Within a Play commercials. What made Old Gold Comedy Theater stand apart from the other shows of its kind was its focus on screwball comedies, which became popular during the Great Depression. Unfortunately, the radio show only lasted for one season, in part due to its half-hour format, which required cutting out quite a bit of the humor or the story from the final cut. Still, it remains a great classic comedy radio show to this day, and today we bring you the November 12, 1944 broadcast of Old Gold Comedy Theater, True to Life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. California, the makers of old gold cigarettes present the Comedy Theater, the only radio program that brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedies. Tonight's play, True to Life, starring Dick Powell, Victor Moore, and Rosemary DeCamp. Here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater and your host, Harold Lloyd. Uh, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You know, someone once said, the movies should be more like life. And a wise man answered, life should be more like the movies. In uh, tonight's story, True to Life, we're going to attempt to show that radio can be like both. Now, in the part of Link Ferris, I've cast Dick Powell. Thank you. Well, say, Harold, you forgot to tell everyone what kind of work I do. Uh, You're Link Ferris, and you and your partner, Fletcher Marvin, 
are the only two writers in radio making $1,000 a week apiece, while you're the kings of the daytime serials. Well, kings ought to get more than that. I've got to see my agent. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. You weren't supposed to say that. All right, Harold. But you know, as one of the country's leading authorities on comedy, whom have you chosen to play Pop Porter? You know, that calls for one of the biggest actors in the character business. Right. So one of the biggest characters in the acting business is going to play Pop Porter, Victor Moore. It sure looks like I'm getting the business around here. <laughs> Why, Vic, Pop Porter's a wonderful guy. He spends most of his spare time with his inventions. Yeah, well, say, Harold, who's going to play my daughter, Bonnie? Bonnie's an awful nice girl. That's right, and she's pretty, too. Well, Bonnie's going to be played by Rosemary DeCamp. Will I do, Pop? Why, you're the spitting image of Bonnie. In fact, you are Bonnie. Ah. Uh. Now, is everyone satisfied as to which is which? Which is which is a fine show. I listen to it every Wednesday night. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's great. That's fine, Victor. All right, now then, let's get on with the story. Far away. All right, Harold. Now, as uh, Link Ferris, Dick, you and your partner, Fletcher Marvin, are being read the riot act by Mr. Twitchell, president of Lemon and Twitchell the advertising agency that pays you to write the radio adventures of Kitty Farmer. We've lost a million listeners, and if you don't know what's wrong with your scripts, I'll tell you. It's Kitty Farmer, your heroine. She's phony. She's counterfeit. Now, unless you make that girl real and believable, you're fired, both of you. And that's final. I think the man's angry. No. Fletch, old Twitchell's right. Live at a thousand a week has made us soft, and our writing shows it. Oh, you're nuts. I'm going to go out and meet some real people. Well, while you're about it, genius, see if you can find a real flesh-and-blood kitty farm. And uh, how did you get along, Link? Well, not so hot, frankly. Finally, I was so hungry that I dropped into a lunch wagon out in Sunnyside. I just finished ordering roast beef with all the trimmings when I discovered that all I had was a nickel. So I changed my order to a cup of coffee. The girl behind the counter brought me my roast beef anyway. Nothing I could say would convince her that I wasn't broke and hungry. But Bonnie Porter was like that, and she was pretty, too. Later, walking home with her, I said, uh, well, Tell me, Miss Porter, how come you're working in a lunch wagon? Oh, because my brother wants to be a doctor, and my kid sister needs her teeth straightened. My pop works in a bakery. I hadn't had a raise in ten years. Besides, well, here's where I live. Come on in. No, uh, <laughs> you think it's all right? Oh, sure. Don't be scared. Come on. Uh. Anyone home? Now wipe your feet good, Bonnie. And don't come tracking mud into the living room. This is Mr. Ferris, everybody. Uh, my mother. How do you do? My brother, Clem. Hello. My kid sister, Twips. Hello. Hello. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's Mom's brother over there, Uncle Jake. Well, how do you do, sir? Hmm? Hello. <laughs> oh, Pop, come on up. I want you to meet someone. Uh, be up right away, Bonnie. That's the hands for. Dad's working on one of his inventions. It's a hobby with him. Well, Bonnie, I think I got one that'll work this time. Pop, I want you to meet Mr. Ferris. Huh? Oh, oh, how you doing, Mr. Ferris? I'm glad to know you. Well, how do you do, Mr. Porter? I'm glad to know you, sir. Uh, tell me, what sort of an invention are you working on? Invisible paint. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you paint something with it and you can't see it mm -hmm. That should be wonderful for camouflage Yeah, I'm kind of worried about it, though huh? 
Yeah, I mixed up a batch of it, and I put it in a can, and I painted the can with it, and now I can't find it. Tom Payne. Mom, tell that brother of yours to mind his own business. Mr. Ferris, Uncle Jake and Pop don't speak to each other. Uh, where are you from, young man? Mom, uh, Mr. Ferris came into the diner tonight, and he was hungry, so I thought... Maybe he could live here with us until he finds a job and a place to stay. Finds a job? Place to stay? Oh, well, the way you followed me around, I knew you didn't have any place to sleep tonight. Well, now, look here, Bonnie. I'm not running a hotel. Oh, don't pay no attention, Mr. First. We got plenty of room. Mom, your brother can sleep down the cellar with the rest of the mice. <laughs> now, are uh, you sure you're not having trouble with the police, Mr. Oh, Ferris? Oh, no, 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 I, uh... Well, I, I guess you can stay tonight, anyway. Oh, gee, swell. Oh, quiet, Twips. Go and get some fresh sheets. He's got a shifty look in his eye. Tell your brother he's looking in the mirror. <laughs> And that's how it all started. I, I had found a real kitty farmer. It was Bonnie Porter. I stayed on with the family and let them think I was out looking for a job. Actually, though, I was taking down everything they said. No one suspected that Fletch and I were putting the Porters on the air as the farmer family, true to life. Not even the president of Lemon and Twitchell, who said, Boys, I've read your first script. Congratulations. Why, kitty farmer's warm. She's real. She's human. And that family of hers. Oh, they're wonderful. If you keep it up, you can keep it up. Well, Oh, I... there's plenty more material where that came from, Mr. Twitchell. Fine, fine. Hey, uh, hey, Link, what kind of a dame is this, uh, Bonnie? Oh, very ordinary. You wouldn't like her, Fletch. Not your type at all. Hmm. Now, suppose Bonnie, I mean Kitty, met another fellow... Rich, suave man about town. You know, give the story new complications. Don't you think, huh? No, I don't think. Go on, pawn the typewriter. By the way, Mr. Ferris, when are you going to get a job? Oh, now, Mom, Link hasn't really had a chance to look yet. Say, there is a job down at the bakery. Oh, Link, you could take it until something better comes along. Well, thanks, but I'm expecting something. Huh. I... If you ask me, oh, Twips, get away from that radio. Your food's getting cold. Okay, Mom, I'm just tuning in on the farmer family. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you another episode in the new series, The Farmer Family. As our story opens tonight, Pop Farmer... That's a pretty bad show. I've got a great idea for a submarine that flies. Some submarine. Don't you think we'd better have some music? Here, I'll change it. Oh, sit down, Mr. Ferris. We want to hear this. If your father had a little more gumption, he'd ask for a raise. That reminds me of someone I know. <laughs> Sounds just like Mom. No. <laughs> Link, what's the matter? Well, I, I've got the... Here, 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 Hold your, hold your nose and drink some water. Oh, that, there's a, only one thing that will stop it. I gotta sing. Now, Mr. Ferris, you get away from that piano. We well, want to hear this song. there she was, yes, there she was. Link, but I, I didn't know you could sing. Well, that's just it. Your mother thinks I don't want to work because I won't take that job at the bakery. I've been trying to do something with my music. 
Oh, listen, Barney, do we have to have that radio on? No. Uh, Uncle Jay, turn the radio off. I want to hear this program, if you don't mind. Tell them we do mind. Say, uh, Link, do you know Nellie Gray? Well, I think so. How does it go? Oh, my darling, Nellie Gray, they have taken you. Now, who is that? Well, that's probably the neighbors complaining. I'll go. <laughs> And uh, who was at the door, Link? Well, it was good old Fletch, my A-W-O-L partner. A-W-O-L? Yes, a wolf on the loose. Oh. <laughs> he passed me by as though I were a total stranger and asked to use the telephone. Kept his finger on the hook while he called the cops and reported a phony holdup. <laughs> he must have wanted to meet Barney pretty badly because he was dressed fit to kill. I was wondering what the bounty was on a wolf pelt by the time he said, Well, I'm afraid I must be going. And, Miss Porter, uh, tonight has been an adventure in more ways than one. Oh, thank you. If you ever get held up again in this neighborhood, drop in. There's always someone home. Well, I'll just see Mr. Fletcher to the door. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Now, listen here, Prince Charming. Get back to the castle and start typing. Hey, Link. Nice setup. I'll be glad to move in and do the research. Say, that Bonnie's a honey. Listen, brother. Uh, Mr. Ferris. I want to speak to you a moment, privately. Uh, well, uh, goodbye, Mr. Ferris. Ferris. Uh, yes, uh, I'll see what I can do for you. And uh, now then, Mr. Ferris, I just thought I'd better tell you, at five o'clock in the morning, you either get up and go to work at the bakery, or you get up and get out. What time did you say? Five o'clock. Oh, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> o'clock in the morning. To anyone who isn't used to it, that's an awfully early hour to get up. You can say that again, brother. You get out of bed, you're half groggy, the Romans dog. First thing you know, you trip over your slippers and fall flat in your face. You start to get up and you hit your head against the bureau drawer. That certainly is one of life's minor annoyances. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Yes, smokers, there's a world of solid comfort and pleasure in an old gold. So you're up now and somebody forgot to turn on the heat. Your teeth are chattering like a magpie. You take one step, and this time you fall over one of Junior's toys. Why be irritated? Light on old gold. Old gold's tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey. And this special conditioning process helps hold in the natural moisture, helps prevent cigarette dryness. By now you're in the kitchen. The coffee is weak and cold, and the toast tastes like charcoal. Why be irritated? Light on old gold. It's such a grand-tasting smoke. Old Gold is a unique blend of many choice tobaccos, including imported Latakia tobaccos for extra flavor. Extra flavor, extra pleasure, plus apple honey, which helps guard against cigarette dryness. That's Old Gold. Try a pack and see for yourself why they've tripled in popularity. Lloyd again. Mom, Pop, Jake, Fletch, Link, and Bonnie. All of them true to life. Well, uh, let's get back to our confusion. 
So, uh, you took the job at the bakery to uh, stay on at the Porter's, eh, Link? Yes, but that wasn't the worst of it. Fletch started a campaign for Bonnie, sent her orchids and a note. It was a dirty trick, and besides, my conscience was beginning to bother me. So right after dinner, I went to see Fletch at our apartment. All right, all right. So I did send Bonnie some flowers. Oh, I'm through. As of now, I consider the farmer family orphans. Why, Link, old man, you're not jealous of little harmless me, are you? Well, that's got nothing to do with it. The porters are nice people, and I'm through using them. Well, it's not hurting them any. It'll hurt them plenty if they ever find out about it. And I can't keep that radio of theirs out of order forever. No, it wouldn't be so bad if we could just do something for them. Well, I'm for that, Link. Listen, I'll go down to the bakery in the morning and fix it up with the boss for the old man to get a raise, a big one. We'll pay for it ourselves. Hey, that'll go good on the show, too. Pop gets a raise. Can't we ever do one human thing without getting our pound of flesh? <laughs> I knew you wouldn't let me down. Hey, you better get to bed. You have to be at that bakery at five. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting so little sleep these days, I've got white circles under my eyes. Yes, sir, Link. Why, the boss ain't never given anybody over a $2 raise, and he gave me 10 I'm in the upper brackets now. Oh, you deserved it, Pop. Well, I bet you if that donut machine of mine had worked, he'd given me 20 If only they'd have come out with holes in them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. I think we should have cocktails and some of those hoary dories before <laughs> supper. Link, there's some place I want you to take me tonight. Where? Well, it's kind of a surprise, and if I tell you, you might not take me. Well, how about it? Well, of course I'll take you. Any place you say. Well, you were pretty puzzled, weren't you, Link? Plenty. Bonnie wouldn't tell me a thing. She just kept saying, come on, come on, you'll find out. And then before I knew it, we were outside the apartment building where Fletch and I live. You were winning the spot. Uh, what did you do? Well, I tried to hang back, think of excuses, anything. But I was so busy trying to keep the doorman and the elevator boy from recognizing me that we were right in front of my apartment door before I realized it. Bonnie, my sweet, Hello. come in. There's a roaring fire, a bottle of champagne, just for the two of us. And baby makes three. Oh. Oh, yeah. So nice of you to have me up. Glad to see you, Mr. Martin. Glad to see you. Hey. Got yourself quite a place here. Bonnie, I thought we had a date. I didn't know you were bringing Mr. Ferris along. Uh, Ferris is the name. Well, it's a nice dressing robe you're wearing, Mr. Martin. Thank you. Were you just getting up, or were you going to bed? <laughs> well, I uh, wasn't expecting... I guess you uh, think it's pretty nervy of me, Mr. Marvin, to bring Link here. Oh, no, not well, at you all. you you're always saying there's nothing you wouldn't do for me, and, and Link here sings very well. Uh, Link, uh, Mr. Marvin is a big radio executive, and maybe he could get you into radio. Well, think of that. Honey... <laughs> I never transact business at night. Oh, all I want you to do is to listen to Link sing. Oh, I'd be glad to. Good. Some other time. Oh, no, 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 no. Bonnie brought me here to sing, and I'm going to sing. Well, sir, there she was. Yes, there she was. But I Suppose 
I did go to his apartment. I took you with me, didn't I? Yeah, but you made the date before you even asked me. Suppose I hadn't gone. You keep insinuating things, and so help me, I'll push you off the top of this bus. I warned you about that fellow. He's a wolf. You should talk. You go out chasing every night. I've told you a million times I don't go chasing. Should never have done anything for you in the first place. Maybe Mom's right. Nah, you're beginning to sound more and more like her. <gasps> I hate you. I feel like I'm going to cry. Well, go ahead, if it'll make you feel any better. Wouldn't give you the satisfaction. Then don't cry. Why don't you go to her? Oh, there is no her. There's only you. <gasps> now there. Are you satisfied now that you made me say it? Link, me? You mean you love me? Well, don't act so surprised. Oh, Link. Oh, darling. I can't wait to tell Mom and Pop. Mom, Pop, everybody, wake up. Well, what are you all doing up? We've been waiting for you, you and Mr. Ferris. What's the matter? Mr. Ferris, this is Mr. Mammal. I'm your Uncle Jake's lawyer, and we're suing you and Marvin, the advertising company, for a hundred thousand bucks. How do you like that, Mr. Ferris? What in the world are you talking about, Uncle Jake? Bonnie, Bonnie, whatever happens, I want you to know that I, I met every word I said tonight. Huh? Yeah, him and that Fletcher Marvin, they're friends. They've been spying on us. We got the radio fixed and heard the whole program. We're that crazy farmer family. You've been writing down everything we said and done. Spies, Gestapo. This isn't true, Link. Oh, it's quite true, Miss Porter. And he's going to pay. Yeah, funny. But, Link, you were broke. We, we tried to help you. Well, I, I, I never said I was broke. Fletch and I just got started, and it seemed to get out of hand. Yeah, you made me uh, an old crackpot with a lot of crazy inventions. And me a nagging old hen. And me a loafer. Positive defamation of character. You made a fool of me, you and Fletch. You've been laughing at me. Bonnie, tonight I practically asked you to marry me. That was on the level. Mr. Ferris, you're not welcome here. You better go. Yeah, go on. Is that the way you feel about it, Bonnie? How do you think I feel? Lying to me. Well, you even proposed to me just to get material for that, that radio program of yours. No, you can't believe that. I believe you're the lowest form of animal life. I never want to see you again. Yeah, now Jake's the head man around here. I'll never get a break. I'm a law, so... You know, Mr. Lloyd, I think I can give Pop Porter some good advice. You can? What? Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Yes, many's the time you'll come up against one of life's little annoyances, and then perhaps you'll heed our friendly suggestion when we say, Why be irritated? Light an old go. Now, a cigarette that's dry is a cigarette that's hot, burning, and harsh. And I don't have to tell you how a cigarette like that cuts down your smoking pleasure becomes one of life's little annoyances. But Old Gold is a unique blend of many fine tobaccos, including a touch of costly, extra-flavorful Lakia tobacco. Is conditioned with apple honey. This special conditioning process helps hold in the natural moisture, helps guard against cigarette dryness to give you more smoking pleasure. And since we all want more smoking pleasure, it's easy to see why old golds have tripled in popularity. Yes, not only tripled in popularity, but billions of them are being shipped to our forces overseas. 
And remember, the greater the shipment, the greater the pleasure to our service men and women who smoke old gold. Now, we're extremely sorry there aren't enough old golds to satisfy all demands, and we're doing our level best to assure fair distribution. But keep in touch with your dealer and ask again for old golds, because it's certainly worth keeping in touch with a cigarette conditioned with apple honey to help prevent cigarette dryness. That's old gold. Well, Link, Bonnie would have nothing to do with either of you. And the porters sued. Uh, what about Mr. Twitchell? Well, Harold, when Fletch and I went down to see him the next morning, he seemed a little upset. Upset? Why, you blasted idiots, you've ruined Lemon and Twitchell. That's what you've done. I paid my good money for writers, creators, not a couple of peeping toms. Well, that was a good idea. Just backfired, that's all. Lawsuits, that's what I'm getting. You're fired, both of you. Then you'll never work again. I'll see to that. Now, now, now wait a minute. I think I've got it. Now, look, we'll stay on the air. Tell the public there is a farmer family, but their real name is Porter. Tell them that everything they've heard or about to hear is true. That's an admission of guilt. Sure, but you don't have a case anyway. So Fletch and I went on the air and told the truth. The program stood the country on its ear. Overnight, the porters became famous. Yeah, I'll say we did. They took our pictures and people started coming to the house to meet us. We finally had to charge admission. In fact, the house is full of tourists when lawyer Mammal rushed in all out of breath. Mr. Porter, Mr. Porter, I've got great news. We're not suing for a hundred thousand. We're suing for a million dollars. A million dollars? Yes. Now we've got a lot of papers to sign. Let's get this crowd out of here. Everybody out. Everybody out. Well, now what's the trouble? There's no trouble at all. We're going to get a million dollars. A million dollars? Why? We can have a house in Long Island. Yeah. You better take care of this house first. I'm packed and leaving. But, Bonnie, where are you going? To the YWCA to live. But why? Because you've turned this house into a freak show. You're suing because they showed us up to be a bunch of screwballs on that radio program. Well, we're acting like screwballs, and I won't have any part of it. Goodbye. But, Bonnie, wait. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I know what's eating her. She's in love with one of those radio writers. Well, let her go. We've got just as good a case without her. Oh, have we? Here, give me those papers. Don't tear those up. Are you going crazy? Well, Bonnie's right. I just realized it. We are a lot of daffodils if we claim that farmer family has hurt us any. Didn't they make me foreman down at the bakery? They ate my picture on every bread wrapper. They've done us a favor. If you think we're going to pass up a chance oh, to make it... Oh, shut up, Jake. And, Pop, you're right. And now, Mr. Mammal, we won't be needing you. No, go chase yourself an ambulance. Now, you look here. I put a lot of work on this case. And I... Well, send your bill to Jake here. He hired you. Sue him. That's an idea. I wish you would sue him. Why, you can't... Oh, on your way, oh. on your way. Now, Mom, you go after Bonnie and bring her home. And I'll take care of that love situation. I ain't an inventor for nothing. <laughs> But, Pop, that uh, love situation looks pretty hopeless to me. Oh, don't worry, Harold. Me and Mr. Twitchell fixed it up so that I could get the boys over to the house and get Bonnie to decide which one of them she was in love with and broadcast it, too, on the radio. So from Maine to California, they'd know her answer. Broadcast it? 
Did Bonnie agree to that? Oh, Bonnie didn't know nothing about it. Neither did Link or Fletch. You see, them fellas from the radio station came here beforehand and put a microphone in a vase of flowers right on our own dining room table. Oh, it was exciting. And then when time came to go on the air, I just managed to get Bonnie up close to that vase. She didn't even suspect a thing when in walks Lincoln Fletch. Pop, what do you mean by bringing them in here? I don't want to see them. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, no, I don't. Well, if that's the way you feel about it. Oh, no, no, you don't. No, nobody leave this room until we talk everything over. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, you're right. Let's get out of here. Now, now wait, boys. Bonnie, you know you're in love with one of these boys. Thirty million people out there are waiting for you to make up your mind. Now, which one of them are you going to marry? I'm not going to marry anyone. Is that clear? I won't stand for this. Now, just a minute. Just come back here to this table. I'm not through yet. You listen to me, Bonnie. Ever since the night Link left, you've been mooning around the house like a stray cat. Oh, I have not. Don't let her fool you, folks. Uh, what? I want to repeat that. Now, Bonnie, Bonnie, look, Bonnie, if you're just being stubborn, I want to repeat it. I, I love you. Yeah. Hey! Now we're getting someplace, folks. Are you feeling all right, Pop? Now, look, Bonnie, Bonnie, let's not fight like a couple of kids. I wouldn't marry you if you were the last man in the world. Uh, Bonnie, does that mean you're going to marry Fletch? It does not. Really? Well, at least he's an improvement over you. Looks like she's proposing to you, Fletch. Doesn't it, folks? Well, uh, I'd consider it a very great honor, Bonnie, but... Uh... Bonnie, he's a Jekyll and Hyde. You wouldn't put up with him for a week, and he knows it. Uh, Link's right. You know, when night begins to fall, something happens to me. <laughs> My fangs begin to drip. <gasps> Why, what do you mean? Well, he likes to prowl. Oh, wonderful. We'll prowl together. Hey, but Bonnie... Well, in that case, I'll leave you two love. Hey, uh, now, now, Link, wait a minute Link. now. Yeah, hey, come back here, Link. Wait a minute. All right, Bonnie, but let's stop this pretending. Are you going to marry me or not? Well, if you don't mind taking a girl who's almost been turned down... Whoopee! She's going to marry Link. I hope you folks listening in are as happy about this as I am. Whoopee! Hey! Oh, my goodness, I broke your mother's best face. Pop, what's that microphone doing there? Why, we're on the air right now. <gasps> so you boys have been up to some of your old tricks. Why, you... Now, Bonnie, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I know you, Link Ferris. You lying, oh. cheating rascals. Ouch! Now, Bonnie, stop oh. it. Ouch, Bonnie, oh... Mom's best dishes. The boys didn't know anything more about it than you did. They didn't? No. Oh. Oh, Link, darling. Oh. Folks, this is Pop Porter signing off, saying, ain't it wonderful? <laughs> Mom and me started out this same happy way. And I never regretted a minute of it. Have I, Mom? No, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, up to now. Now, this is Harold Lloyd. Victor Moore. Dick Powell. And Rosemary DeCant. Saying goodnight to you for old gold. And I hope you'll be with us again next Sunday when the Old Gold Comedy Theater presents Linda Darnell, Lee Bowman in Vivacious Lady. Uh, see you then.
provided by arrangement with Paramount Pictures, producers of And Now Tomorrow. We thank the Fitch Bandwagon for the appearance of Dick Powell. Victor Moore is now making Duffy's Tavern at Paramount. And this is Bob Williams saying good night until next week. And in the meantime, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. It's conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness and give you more smoking pleasure. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That was the episode True to Life from Old Gold Comedy Theater. If you're thinking of adopting a dog or a cat, please consider adopting a special needs animal. Just because they're blind or deaf, elderly or missing a limb, doesn't make these animals any less loving or loyal. And due to their special needs, they are more likely to be passed over for adoption with a higher likelihood of being euthanized. Everyone have a great weekend, and we'll see you here again on Monday for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening.